Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. wake up all the teachers, time to teach us. Oh, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am, you had better. Let's get them up, get them going. It's Thursday on B&E. That is your day. Buck ons and buck offs. All morning long brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's pro bull riding team. They'll begin their season at the end of this month in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Frontier Days. Hope you're watching that uh, or have seen and gotten through that eight-part docu-series on Prime Video, The Ride. I'll get you primed and ready for Another year, year two of the PBR as a team event with the Austin Gamblers at the top. Uh, we certainly appreciate them. We we'll appreciate you being there and delivering your buck-ons and buck-offs all morning long. Who has earned them? You decide every single week here on the show of the people. Specs text line 512-337-3776. Best way to deliver them. Also on our social media accounts, our Horn ATX Twitter is a good way to do it as well. However you want to uh, deliver that pat on the back or the kick in the hindquarters, you decide. And we appreciate you being there. However you're finding us this morning, 104.9 on the FM dial, 101.9 FM, AM 1260. And you know we, oh, we always make it so easy to find us digitally with our Horn app. Download that to your smartphone. It's a couple of touches of a button, and you're listening to us live wherever you are. Also on your smart speaker at home and work. And always on this Thursday, Mr. Godbolt, streaming live, local, and digital at our website at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very, very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and it will be another hot one in the capital city. I think I so I park in the same parking spot in the morning every morning at about before five o'clock. In are the, the lines melted away now? No, you are in the same spot every morning too, and it's it's a. Uh, I don't know, when I, but I come around the corner there in the parking lot. It's always a good feeling. Okay, Buck's here, of course. He's fine, good, and ready to go. Kuna Matata. Kuna Matata. And I, I think I got, but I, I, I walk probably 30 yards from my car to the back door, and I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating by the time I get there at four, like before five in the morning. Then you get up here and get a good sweat. Air conditioning room. Yeah, you come in and it's so cold. You're like, oh my gosh. Um, it is freezing cold in the in the studio, so we're not going to uh, complain about oh, that. No, it's but beautiful. Uh, hot outside, cold in the building, and uh, ready to go. Ty Henderson through the glass as well. Buck on to him. Buck on to you. Thanks for being with us and a lot to do. Coming off uh, an interesting night. Yespy Awards were last night. We'll run through the uh, the awards for sports and a uh, pretty emotional night in some places as well. Also, disappointing night on the pitch for Austin FC and. 
the U.S. men's national team. We've also got, of course, Big 12 football media days for the Longhorns. For the center of attention yesterday on day one, seven of the 14 Big 12 teams were there. Longhorns, the preseason pick to win the whole thing. Steve Sarkeesian certainly didn't run away from the expectations, actually actually leaned into the expectations for his football team. We'll also hear from Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, Jalen Ford, Jade Barron, the Longhorn contingent, and uh, the other six teams that were there as well, including Buck Sonny Dykes and the TCU Horned Frogs, Chris Kleiman and the K-State Wildcats. The defending champs will be there today. Yeah, Sonny Dykes was more about, what about us? I think he's, you know, it's appropriate. I can coach. Yeah, we, 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 it's not like we got lost all our players. We still got some pretty good dudes that played for a national championship last year, won a semifinal game on their way to that championship game. Brett Yormark, of course, the uh, conference commissioner, also uh, a little more subdued than, than last year when he came out with a, with a bang, but uh, uh, still, you know. As, still says he has plans. Has plans, making plans, getting things going. And obviously it won't conclude the Longhorns moving forward or the Oklahoma Sooners, but uh, making plans for what the Big 12 will be without the uh, foundational members of the pro- of the uh, conference moving on to the Southeastern Conference uh, next year. But so a lot to dive into. Four hours begins right now. Let's start with our headlines, trending topics, get you caught up on the uh, news of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you, and we'll start, yeah, in Arlington, Big 12 football media days. Let me get my computer to work here. Uh, Longhorn's the center of attention yesterday among these, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, seven teams that were there. Uh, Texas, of course, the preseason favorite, according to the media, to win the Big 12. First time they've been the preseason favorite since 2009. And a confident head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, reiterated his belief that a league title is definitely the goal and would be a great send-off for the Horns in their final season before heading to the SEC. This team is, is, is different. They have a different look in their eye. They look different on the hoof. They interact with one another differently. Um, I've used the adage, I feel like this team's on a mission. Yeah, Texas hasn't won a Big 12 title since 2009, the 13-year drought, the longest in school history. Have much more from media days throughout the morning and throughout the day uh, here on b and here on the Horn. Recruiting momentum continued yesterday for the Longhorns on the football side as well. With 14th commitment for their 2024 recruiting class, second along the defensive line. A pledge from Lafayette Christian Academy and Louisiana defensive lineman Melvin Hills. 6'4", 270-pound D lineman, racked up nearly 90 tackles, 17 for loss, six sacks as a junior. He chooses Bo Davis and the Longhorns over LSU, Auburn, and Ole Miss. Also good news for the Texas baseball program yesterday, an official declaration from right-handed pitcher Tanner Witt that he plans to return to the 40 Acres next season. Of course, drafted in the 18th round by the Baltimore Orioles during this week's draft. He's going to come back and uh, pitch his junior season. In soccer, disappointing night on the pitch for both Austin FC and the U.S. men's national team. Austin dropped their midweek road match at Vancouver FC 2-1. Pedro Vite scored the game's first goal in the first minute of the game. Sergio Cordova accounted for the only goal in the second half, and that was the game winner for the Whitecaps. Rodney Redis notched his first career goal, but that was the only tally for the Verde who fall to 8-9-5 on the year. They will be back at Q2 Stadium this Saturday night, hosting Sporting Kansas City. Also last night, Panama beat the United States in a shootout. The Gold Cup semifinals in San Diego. Match ended in a 1-1 tie. Panama bested the U.S. in penalty kicks 4-3 to knock out the defending champs of that cup. Uh, hands interim U.S. coach B.J. Callahan, his first loss since taking over the national team duties. Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs added to their great year last night at the ESPY Awards, ESPN's annual awards show. Uh, they were named the best team in sports last year. Their quarterback Patrick Mahomes honors it as the Top men's sports athlete and best NFL player. Skier Michaela Schifrin received the award for the best women's sports athlete. USC USC quarterback Caleb Williams, Iowa basketball star Caitlin Clark were honored as the male and female collegiate athletes of the year. Lifetime Longhorn 
Scotty Scheffler was honored as the golf of the year, golfer of the year, I should say, and LeBron James honored with the best record-breaking performance award for passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA's all-time scoring record list or scoring list. He then officially announced that he will return to the LA Lakers for a 21st season this fall. He'll become just the sixth player in NBA history to play in 21 full seasons. Uh, Vince Carter owns the record with 22. And by the way, Austin, goal, Austin FC goaltender Brad Stuver was nominated for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award for the second straight year at the ESPYs. That award, though, went to Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks point guard Drew Holiday and his wife. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. So there you go. Yeah, SB Awards last night uh, out in uh, L.A. And then uh, Big 12 Football Media Days, the center of attention for the Longhorns and uh, six other schools in Arlington yesterday. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, uh, Quinn Ewers right, at the, right in the front of everything, too, which is good. Yeah, he looks uh, looks like he's grown up a bit. Obviously, the hair hair is cut, and the uh, I don't know his 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 body language is kind of where you want it to be right now. And you can see why Steve Sarkeesian brought a quarterback and brought his starting quarterback mm-hmm. to uh, you know lead the team. He was asked yesterday several times that I saw why did uh, you know why'd you name the starting quarterback? You could have let him compete all off season with Malik Murphy, and um, you know Arch Manning is now in the fold and. Now, Sark said he felt like it was it was that Quinn had earned the job first and foremost, but also it was it was important to the team to go into the summer knowing who their team, who their quarterback was. And yeah, I like who, that. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? That he, he he got to lead this thing thing into the summer. You no, know, as the starter, build his own confidence as the leader of this this football team, especially on the offensive well, side of the ball. Well, wasn't he the starter at the end of the year? Yes, he was. Well, then he should be the starter in the beginning of the year. I mean, he's worked hard. Obviously, he's gotten himself in physical condition. I mean, the, the team respects him, and now he's just got to lead them. He's got to—I mean, now he's got to lead through the summer and into, you know, the preseason, and then right into the season. I mean, there shouldn't be anything that should stop him from from being the the starter of the team. And if things don't go right, they've got you know they got sufficient backups. So it's—but he is—he is—he's got it. I I don't mind them saying he is the guy. I mean, it doesn't mean that, that the second guy isn't going to be working hard or anybody else's. Working hard to to be the starter. It's just that they're just saying he right as of right now he's the starter of the of the of the football team. I like it. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, obviously Quinn Ewers there, and then the quarterback of the defense, Jalen Ford. Uh, yes. You know, speaking about uh, what this defense can be uh, this coming season as well. We'll hear from from uh, from Jalen. Uh, and indeed, if, if Sark is excuse me, if Quinn is the uh, the quarterback of the offense, Jalen Ford, the quarterback mm-hmm. of the defense, the preseason. Uh, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, and Sark was pretty adamant yesterday. He's he's with me and with you, I believe, that he, he should have been the Defensive Player of the Year in the conference last year uh, with that standout junior season and all the turnovers forced and 119 tackles, just impact plays across the board in Big 12 play, and he comes back. Jade Barron was there as well. And then Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington from the receiving core were there. So, um, just it was a good day for the Longhorns. Certainly, it doesn't mean much. I mean, you're, you're there talking and looking good in your suit for Sark, and yep. um, you're getting ready for a football season. But uh, you know, the last time the Longhorns were picked to win the Big Twelve, this this resoundingly was 2009, and they won it. They won the Big Twelve in 2009 on their way to the to the Rose Bowl from the lost Alabama. But um, this does feel like a team that can back up the talk. I mean, I know the Longhorns typically, you know. Have disappointed in these spots, but this this team has has the hype, but they also have the, what appears to be the depth and oh, the yeah, substance. Oh yeah, the talent they definitely have, and the attitude. Uh, can we hear from Sark on uh, 
his quarterback, Quinn Ewers, who was there in uh, kind of the center of attention along with himself uh, on day one of Big 12 football media days. Here's Sark on the improvement of his young quarterback. You have to have the ability to persevere. And I give Quinn a lot of credit because he did persevere. There were not all you know, sunshiny, rosy days for him in his first year as a starting quarterback. But he never, he didn't waver. You know, he stood tall. He, he answered every question. He stood right in there, and he continued to work. And he kept working at it, kept working at it. And I think we're seeing a different version of Quinn today than we saw a year ago at this time. And, that, and that's what it's about. It's about developing into the player and the person that we think we can all become. Uh, and hopefully that, that we have an impact on him to where he looks back at his time at Texas with us whenever it is and say, man, I'm glad I made that decision to go there. I was surrounded by men that helped me through difficult times to make me become the man that I am today. All right, more from Steve Sarkeesian throughout the morning. Other coaches there as well. And uh, as you, I think you said it right, TCU's feeling like, hey, what about us? We were, we were the best team in this conference last year. Well, K-State would argue with that, but, uh, you know, Interesting that both K-State and TCU you know, were in that Big 12 title game on that field last December. Uh, of course, K-State won it in that, that goal line stand. What a, a two-point conversion. The second straight year that the, uh, the Big 12 championship ended at the goal line. Um, incredible finishes in both with Oklahoma State and Baylor two years ago and last year K-State and TCU. But then, you know, K-State proceeded to get smashed by Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, we know TCU beat Michigan in the semifinal, then turned around and got right. smashed themselves by the Georgia Bulldogs. So uh, SEC flexed their muscles uh, at the end. But we'll see. Can the Longhorns get themselves back there? I think it would be highly disappointing. I think most people would believe it would be highly disappointing if, uh, if they, they weren't were not, in the game. Not back on that field right. in early December uh, on their way out of the Big 12 Conference. And we'll hear from Brett Yormark as well, the conference commissioner. And. Uh, uh, well, his thoughts, his plans. There was some thought. I heard Craig Way say it in Light the Tower. And by the way, we'll hear some interviews coming up right at the beginning of Craig Way's and Jeff Howe's show, Light the Tower at 10 o'clock. Well, that thing was lit up that first half hour. Well, I mean, the, 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 pretty clearly the plane landed, and they were at the uh, AT&T Center, AT&T Arena by, or Stadium at 10 o'clock, and they ran, went right to our table, and Sark sat down for a few minutes, and then it was uh, Quinn Ewers and then Xavier Worthy. and I mean, every player sat down for a little bit with Craig and Jeff, so we'll hear some of those con- conversations coming up from light the tower, but, um, you know, that field's the site. That field is the uh, the location. you got to get yourself back there, get yourself a championship. But I heard Craig Way say and tease that they were hearing that maybe Brett Yormark was, was going to announce that UConn was going to join the conference. And I thought, ooh, I'm going to listen for that, but he did not do that. There was also some talk that maybe there would be more formal conversation about Gonzaga uh, joining the conference as a basketball-only school, but... Uh, nothing official yesterday, but uh, Brett Yormark did say the conference is always looking to improve and expand and uh, continue. Oh, they still have an eye on those teams in the Pac-12, depending on what happens and the TV contracts out there over the next – I mean, it may not even be this season, but it may be next season. So they're going to look at those schools. They yeah. know, uh, they know the, the landscape. They could use a couple out on the West Coast Well, we know Brett, that area. We know Brett Yormark, who came from the Brooklyn Nets, right, and then right. Rock Nation and Jay-Z and, um, you know, sees what has seen what, what, what basketball is. And obviously the Big 12 is already the best basketball conference there. I mean, I think last year you would argue, without a doubt, top to bottom, the 10-team Big 12 was the best basketball conference. Uh, as far as depth and quality teams, 1 to 10. For sure. Uh, ACC, of course, SEC and Big Ten, all good. But, man, the quality of depth. And, and if, you know, Brett Yormark's big picture with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, well, let's, you know, continue to build our football brand, but let's become the basketball brand. Let's And they make it a coast-to-coast brand, potentially. And Brett Yormark kind of bucking the uh, the tradition and saying, you know, we could sell our basketball package by itself. 
You know, we put together a package that includes, you know, Kansas and Houston and Baylor uh, through the Midwest, and then you add a, you know, a, a UConn who just won the national championship on the East Coast, Gonzaga to the West, and then, you know, there have been talk with Arizona out of the Pac-12 and Colorado. Uh, you start adding those basketball brands, you know, you then sell the basketball package separately than football. Sure. To a TNT or whoever wants college basketball at a very high level, they get the rights to the brand and sell that for a revenue stream, but also to showcase and highlight your basketball conference, big picture. Uh, I think that is a smart way to go. It's outside the box. It's a way to... Well, it opens up the door for football, actually, for those schools also. Well, think about it. I mean, the football, whatever it is, without Texas and Oklahoma, it will never get close to... No, they they talk about how adding these other teams like Houston, oh, we've got a really good... Yeah, the the revenues in football will never get close to what the Big Ten and the SEC are going to deliver. It just won't. Uh, it can be better. Not I give, without the, those two schools and I give, to get close. I give Brett Yarmark a ton of credit for coming in and aggressively getting that ESPN deal done, um, which is really, that's what really set the Pac-12 back because Yormark came in. I'm sure Bob Bowlesby kind of set the table for that, but they they finished the deal, and it's actually more money for the, for the, for the remaining members than they were making before. Mm-hmm. But it'll never reach what... The football's getting, you know, the, the SEC is going to deliver or Big Ten the now. Big Ten. Well, if you can use basketball as a second major revenue stream, not just football, well, now you're talking, right? Now you're you know, you're getting closer to the SEC and the Big Ten, and you're trying to keep well, pace. you're being very creative in yeah. what you're doing. And, you, and you're also trying to spotlight your basketball conference, which, which will be, I mean, you had UConn, you had Arizona, you had Gonzaga to what they've already got in the Big 12 with Kansas and Baylor and Houston coming in. That's pretty darn good. That's Absolutely, pretty good basketball, and it, it's kind of must see TV. Uh, you, you know, tune in and check out a, you know the game of the week, Tuesday nights, you know, then Saturday night or whatever it becomes. Uh, that that you could see that being a uh, a popular, you know, even for for sports viewers watching Big Twelve basketball. We were, I mean, this year it felt like every Big Twelve game was kind of a must watch. I mean, you yeah, no tune, matter who it was, really. Yeah, I mean, it's like oh, I'm watching uh, because every game mattered and every game was important to the conference race and. And obviously, uh, you know, Texas made their run and maybe a couple of injuries away from well, playing the As I the said, Final I think four. that gets it done football-wise with teams like Colorado. If you, if you can get the ba- – if you say, hey, we got this ba- – here's our basketball network, I think it make it, make, it'll make it easier for the commissioner to say, you know what, we need to go ahead and bring in those football schools. We need to work our way into that if they don't have a deal, which, dude, they're not going to have a deal. Well, trust me, he's uh, – we're for the Pac-12? Yeah. Yeah. I th- it's been a year. I know. It's, that was supposed to be done long ago. And I was, you know, when San Diego State became the national punchline because of their, oh, we weren't leaving. We didn't mean to leave mm-hmm. the Mountain West. I firmly believe that had to do with the fact that they were trying to clear themselves to be in the Pac-12, and now that offer never came. Pac-12 is in standstill mode right now. And trust me, Brett Yormark, in addition to selling the football side to Arizona and Colorado, he's selling that basketball idea. He's like uh, that buzzard hanging out there yeah. by the by the road, just oh, waiting. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll follow that. It's uh, mid-July now, but. Uh, uh, football season around the corner with Brett Yarmark thinking bigger picture beyond Texas and Oklahoma. And he took a swipe at uh, Texas and Oklahoma yesterday a little bit. We'll let you hear it. He was asked about, um, you know, because Texas and Oklahoma have, have dominated, if you look at the recruiting rankings, right, nationally in football year by year, Texas, yeah. and, o- Texas and Oklahoma are the only two schools that compete recruiting for the top talent with the SEC schools. But there's and, no doubt even a bad Oklahoma team is in the top ten. But he was asked about recruiting. that. And he said, well, I don't think Texas and Oklahoma have dominated our conference. They may have dominated recruiting. But they haven't played in our championship game in a few years. Oklahoma's. Yeah, he needs to back. He needs to back off that Oklahoma deal. They've owned this conference. 
They have. But Sorry. last couple of years, last couple of years, yeah. they have not appeared. Well, since he's been title. around. Yeah, well, he just got here. Yeah. But, he, no, he's going to take a swipe. You know, he's going to take a little shot. He's going to defend the, the team, the teams that are still going to be in the conference, big picture. That's why Texas got to win on the way out. That's right. Yeah, stick it to him. On the way in, Finish on the, the way out. And have you found your Big 12 championship ring from 1995? Have you no, found that I, yet? No, I'm, I'm still, I, the other day, put my other ring outside somewhere. I'm wearing my third ring now. So the South 94, you know, the Southwest Conference Championship with eight other teams or whatever. That's wearing, the one you've got. The, there That's it is. That's 1994. You've never seen that one. There it is. That's the year y'all lost to Rice. You can't wear that. <laughs> what? That's the same year you lost to Rice. You can't wear that ring. Well, you can't. Look at it. It's only skin- reason you have that ring is the Aggies were on probation for cheating. It's skin tone. Look at that. It's a beautiful ring. It's a perfect. The other one is either in the weight room, E, or in the garden somewhere for ring number two in a year. Well, I mean, that's a ring you can wear loud and proud. I mean, that's the James Brown, Absolutely. Ricky Williams. We oh, not, not that one. That one's gone. Nebraska. That one's gone. That's You've the lost orange. it. That's the orange one. That's the one that uh, that's terrible. Ty's mom has picked up along the way. Ty's mom? No, that it was it was an, what a defensive lineman. We figured that out, didn't we? Oh, well, yeah, someone yeah. was selling. He had gotten yeah. he had gotten it stolen from his house in Dallas. Was that right? The orange one with the beautiful Is little orange drop. Really? Oh, so your mom bought a ring? Is that right? From a, or, or her boyfriend bought it from a pawn shop. And the orange drop. Yeah. Was like, ooh, I could probably make some money if I find this guy and sell it back to him. And he hit him up and was like, oh yeah, I got that stolen from me. He's like, well, I didn't steal it. I bought it from the pawn shop. Just give it to him. Did he just? I mean, it's an expensive ring. He bought oh, it for like. It's like, not that expensive, believe me, because I bought know it, it for like two grand. Somebody made a profit. Probably. Yes, they did. Hmm. Maybe like fifteen hundred. Mm, it, it definitely wasn't. I can get that ring for like eleven hundred. I've been told I can get that ring for eleven hundred bucks. What redone from Josh? No, this is my same ring. Oh, you need to get that because that that was um, one to be. Not that you shouldn't be proud of the. We all shared the championship in nineteen ninety four, and we lost to Rice <laughs> on a Sunday night. And the Yaggies were on. And the Yaggies were won it, but they cheating. were cheaters. Yes. Uh, the 95 one, though, that's loud and proud. That's that loud one, and proud. That was the one I wore, that yes. That's a 21-point underdog to, to uh, mighty Nebraska, who were trying to win three championships in a row. Uh, that's loud. But then, of course, now look, the Longhorns haven't won a championship since 2009, as I mentioned in the headlines. That's That dates back to 1915. Yep. The Longhorns have gone this long without winning a conference championship. I mean, that's that's shameful, right, to go this long without winning a conference. Heck, they only played for it one time, uh, the Big 12 championship, and you know, 2018 up there in Arlington. So, yeah, I mean, it's this is the team to do it. This is the team that's built to do it. And, you know, what's going to prevent them from doing it is, is going to be themselves, in Same my mind. It's a big year for, for the head coach, too. And I would way. also say the t- a team that will be on display today is K-State. I mean, I, K-State is, is do not sleep on the Wildcats. They bring back a ton of talent. They bring back their entire offensive line. They recruited a kid from, in the portal from Florida State, a running back who's the preseason newcomer of the year, who they're going to hand the ball to. They, they've still got the, the quarterback. I mean, they will think they're tougher than anybody in this conference, just flat out physically tougher. And they're, they're a really good team. And uh, that's a really good coach. And, and yes, a proven championship level coach, which Texas does not have. I think Sark is, is taking it there, but even he was asked yesterday, look, you haven't, you haven't put a, a championship. Uh, on your resume as a head coach, and that's something he said. Look, I don't don't think I don't think about that. I don't think I don't understand that. And uh, well, that's why you get into coaching is to win championships. That's exactly right. Uh, but you know, Chris Kleiman's team very very good, and I wouldn't sleep on Baylor. I wouldn't sleep on uh, on on the. You and I have the same team as the sneaky team. What's up with Baylor? That's where we're just kind of. Well, and, and Dave Aranda, he's so soft spoken. I listened to him yesterday. 
I was damn near ready to cry. He makes me almost want to cry listening well, to him. Let's pay your you know, thoughts and prayers to Dave Aranda and his family because he revealed yes. uh, to Craig and Jeff yesterday when he sat down that his father uh, recently passed away uh, right during the 4th of July holiday. He had pancreatic cancer. Uh, stage four was only diagnosed like in April and passed away in early July. And because um, Craig was mentioning that he'll see him at coaches school next week down in Houston, which Craig always anchors and MCs. And uh, Dave informed him that he won't be there. He's going to be going going back to to a celebration of life for his father. And yeah, I mean, I was in the car thinking, yeah, I'm all, oh man, I know. <laughs> I mean, golly, this and he talks so soft anyway. He does. You, know? you got you to lean in to hear Dave Aranda. But I, I mean. I don't know. I, I just believe in him as a coach and his defensive mind. And, you know, I, I think last year they, they're, they're, you know, they didn't replace them. They lost a lot of good guys. I mean, it looked like the, the, the TCU team of this year with so many top players gone and didn't attack the portal enough. And I, I think don't sleep on Dave Aranda. And, and Texas member has to play in Waco on their way out. They got him here last year. They got to go to Waco. Uh, that's a game to, to keep your eyes on. Texas Tech, of course, is here. K-State is here. Uh, the Oklahoma game is on a neutral site, uh, and again, no, all excuse, all gas, no excuses for the Longhorns. There is no doubt about that. There are that. some other quality teams, but Texas is the top team, and uh, this is a team that, that should, unless it gets it in its own way. Gundy was a little salty yesterday. Gundy had the gray, gray beard going. Oh yeah. All right, we'll He's talk about all dude. things Big Twelve Media Days with you. We'll take your buck ons and buck offs, deliver them. We will take them and deliver them out to the people on the show of the people. Just getting warmed up here on Benny. Buck ons and buck offs on this Thursday, the weekly opportunity to pat somebody on the back. Kick them in the high quarters if you need to. This says buck off to Big 12 referees. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Texas doesn't win the Big 12 this year. Don't don't forget about the Big 12 officials. Remember that Oklahoma State game last year, 14 penalties to zero. I'm going to buck on Dig Vitale. Get after it, Coach. Yeah. Get after cancer for that second time. Third time. Third time he's getting after it. Throat cancer. He expects to be back. Local cord cancer, For the college uh, basketball season. Let's hope, man. Wow. Yeah, the ESPYs were last night. 84 years old. I think think he's 84, 82, 84 in between there. Doing that a long time. Uh, one of the best ambassadors for certainly college basketball for any sport. I mean, uh, but Dick Vitale, yeah, the ESPYs were last night. Always uh, this week of June or July, I should say, when there's not you know, the sports calendar is relatively slow. Outside of the U.S. men's national team who lost last night to Venezuela to Panama in the uh, Gold Cup out in San Diego, we're going to talk to Eric Goodman from the Austin Chronicle next hour. His thoughts on that. Didn't look like the Austin, the uh, the U.S. men's national team put their best players on the Not pitch last night. Not even their best night. players, but they look like they were on cruise control. Come on, guys. They lose to Panama. Panama will now play Mexico for the for the Gold Cup. But, uh, yeah. That's our Gold Cup, correct? They had won it the last time. We're, we're letting Mexico off the hook. Let them off the hook. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Goodman about that next hour. Uh, but, yeah, as for the ESPYs, it was, uh, it was a good night for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
It was uh, an emotional night in, in some spots, and I will confirm I did not see that show last night. I didn't even know it was on. I forgot. I saw some some pictures of Olivia Dunn. Livy? Mm. Your girl Livy? You saw some pictures of her or you were watching? Did we sh- I saw some pictures of okay. her. Okay. In, see? her in her nice black dress she wore. There you go. She, of course, the LSU gymnast who is uh, Elvin athlete. And taking the NIL realm by storm to and the another Instagram level. by storm. Uh, so, yes, buck-ons and buck-offs. Buck-on to Hay City Store and Ice House and our friends at uh, One Source Gas helping us with our coverage of Big 12 football media days yesterday and today. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian yesterday told ESPN that I'd be lying if I wasn't saying that I want to win a championship. Uh, there is no question that I feel like I've had good teams in the past and I haven't been able to do it. When you get into coaching, I'm a highly competitive guy. I would love to win a championship. I would love to win in our last year in the Big 12. So, see Sarkeesian not shying away from it and, you know, owning the fact that in his head coaching career, he's never won a conference championship. I've argued and at least pointed out there's, there's I think, reasons for it. Uh, but this would be the year where if it doesn't happen, he's going to take it and shoulder a lot of the blame for it because, or at least it's, it's gonna, he's going to own it because this team is, is built to win a championship in its final year. It's got uh, all the pieces in place and a, a returning and improved offensive line. Quarterback play, receivers. Yeah. And he and his staff are a big reason why with their great recruiting that they've That's done right. for the last two years. I mean, this is what you build for. This is how you recruit like that. And those those June, that time in June, he having mom and dad on campus when nobody's around and and getting those commitments from guys. And now now it's time to it's time to capitalize on it. It really is. You've got to cash in now. On your way out, what a great time to cash in. You've got a quarterback room that it's all buffed up. I mean, if they had a pose off, you know. Yeah, pose off. <laughs> but you don't win championships. <laughs> they did have a pose, pose off. off. Yeah. Uh, we'll hear uh maybe we'll hear Quinn talking about that coming up because Quinn Ewers did was asked about that picture on Light the Tower yesterday. And he said it was actually a goal of theirs. Like they were gonna they knew when they started their summer workouts that hey, before we leave for Fourth of July, we're gonna take a picture. We're gonna take a before and after. And um now Quinn said they didn't know it was gonna be posted and put out, but Malik Murphy put the picture out on social media, which let it go viral. But it was it was a, it was a goal. It's like you know we're going to get our let's work together, let's let's uh, a common goal to look you know get our abs in shape and work on our all those things. Um, but you know well, like Fort Lauderdale Beach with that's me right, right there. Hey man, we're hey, going to the beach. You're headed to the beach. Are you the kidding lake. me? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so and look, it's not lost on anybody in that building yesterday that you know Sonny Dykes was the center of attention along with Sark and Sonny Dykes had his team in the national title game last year. Now look, there were two trophies in the building yesterday. There was a national championship trophy, and there was a Big 12 championship trophy. TCU, despite their great year, didn't win either of those last year, right? No. K-State won the Big 12. Georgia won the Natty. But TCU had a great year. And there, there's been plenty of reporting that when Tom Herman was out at Texas that um, there that, that Christo Conti was, inter- was interested in maybe bringing in Sonny Dykes to be the head coach at Texas, but that got poo-pooed by – uh, some powers at that Texas. That wasn't good enough. And that wasn't a big enough name. And no. obviously Steve Sarkeesian became the pick. And, you know, those two are in the same room. Obviously Sonny did a great job and is, you know, the national coach of the year for what he did last year in year one at TCU. So, yeah, I do think it's fair to say Steve Sarkeesian has something to prove. I mean, I think he's proven to all of us over his first, you know, few years here that he can he can recruit. He can build a coaching staff and build continuity on a coaching staff. He can build – he can connect with people. And his players, and you know, he's very well liked uh, within the Longhorn realm, which is that's a big part of the job, right? Is to, you know, create relationships with the important people in the program, with your team, with your with your staff. And now you just got to go win. I mean, you just have to go win football games, right? And uh, finish the deal. Uh, it's all there, um, but you know, talk talk doesn't do much. You got to go win it. 
And Sonny Dykes right now holds the upper hand. And, you know, TCU has quite honestly owned Texas since they've entered the Big 12. And Texas has to change that if they want to go win the Big 12. I understand winning is hard. It's hard. It is. It says, buck off to y'all for not mentioning the UT women's sports teams won an SB. I didn't see that. I'm looking at the list of uh, rewards. I don't see it. I didn't watch it last night. I apologize. I'm this, gonna kinda, this, this month is kind of my vacation from watching you just you just it wasn't on the TV at Deep Eddie. So how were you able I to watch? I went to <laughs> they B- didn't put I, on the ESPYS. Did I went they? to BJ's for dinner. Who? BJ's. BJ's Brew House. Uh huh. Up at the Domain. Oh, that place is large. Mandate or just you again? Uh, You're doing that loner thing. You're it kinda was scary. It was me and one of my good friends. Same guy and his, and his girlfriend. Oh, you were the you were the third oh, wheel last night. Oh, the old third his wheel. Girl, his girlfriend got a promotion, so we, we there you go. A little bit. I, Her looking, night to pay, huh? I'm looking at uh, TexasSports.com. I don't see any sign of somebody winning an ESPY. Scotty Scheffler won Golfer of the Year mm-hmm. in the ESPY Awards last night. He was honored. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have a look at that. But we apologize if we missed it. But I did not uh, I did not see. That one. We're talking your thoughts on Big 12 football media days, your buck ons and your buck offs. It is uh, uh, coming up on our B&E facts of the day. We'll hit some some. It is a national day that you're really going to like, Buck. It's one of your favorites, I promise you. Also, uh, you remember the uh, the actor Anthony Michael Hall? He was in like uh, Sixteen Candles yes. and all those great movies mm-hmm. of the '80s, Breakfast Club. You have a problem with this? He had a new baby, and his his baby's name is Michael Anthony Hall. Is that cool? Is that all right? Anthony Michael Hall with Michael Anthony Hall. Yeah, well, that's mine, Michael Anthony. You're Michael Anthony. Yes. Michael Anthony Godbolt. Yep. We still we still do not have the full story ever of where Bucky came from. We have a little bit of a... I was about to ask. Better get it. Better get it soon. <laughs> that's get, all I can say. Better get that story. Better get that story soon. So, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall named his son after you. He, oh, my goodness. Anthony Michael Hall. It's did official. You, did you have buck teeth or something? No. It's not to be told. I've had enough people go back, even though to my high school, and call my family up, and because we were giving money out, you remember we had that five dollar award if somebody could get it right, and then they get, then they started getting really deep, went all the way back to my high school. No one ever got it. Is it embarrassing or something? No, not really. It's just very simple. And you, a, just, you just like holding something from the people for all these years? Yes, just holding it, holding it back. That's just, just for holding him. back, just for him. Oh yeah. Uh, this says, Texas woman won the Capital One Cup, not the ESPY. Kat Osterman accepted it last night. Thank you for that. I'll look for some details on that. Yeah, we knew that. We did? Yeah, that's the that's the Hogwarts Cup, the women's side of it. We won the women's side. We just didn't win oh, the Oh, the Director's Cup that the Women's Athletic Department of Texas was had the best year. Okay. Yes. By, by a large mar- margin. It was the men that were holding it. Oh, yeah, volleyball won the Natty. Track and yes. field won. Softball was good to the uh, round of 16. Women's basketball, good as well. Women's basketball had a good year for Vic Schaefer. Yeah, okay. Um, good stuff right there. Uh, well, is Hog- what is Hogwarts? Is that, is that your own word? I'm not, even a, I'm not a Harry Potter guy, but people call it the Hogwarts Award because it's just like a made-up Oh, really? Just trophy. So it's make-believe Hogwarts, Harry Potter. See, I don't. I, I hear people snickering about the, the Director's Cup, and I read it, and it's, it just seems like a score running tally. Yeah, it's just a it's a scoreboard of whose athletic department across the board is performing at the highest level. I, I, I just think we're probably the one of the only fan bases in America that are care or know what that is. At this, you point. don't think if the Aggies were winning the cap the Directors oh, Cup, they would oh, care? They would hang some banners. Any program that there is the best athletic department in the country, yeah, it's just kind, it's would just care. Kind of a little bit of a joke. 
I don't. I know. I keep hearing that. I'm like, well, I think it's pretty. I think it speaks to Crystal Conti, the coaches he's hired. I mean, it's not just to carry the well, mail. We, we haven't. We have only paid attention to it since Crystal Conti got here. Well, because they weren't competing for it. Yeah. I mean, they weren't even close. I mean, they were Stanford winning. was running away with it. Yeah. That's that's credit to all the athletes, the student athletes, mm-hmm. University of Texas, uh, to even be in that conversation. When when I don't know. I think it's a, it's quite an achievement for across the board success. Obviously. The easy punchline is well, so much for football, right? Uh, but you know that that's that is uh, I don't know, I don't know I don't, it's not I don't think it's like a, it's not a subjective award it's a it's a scoreboard yes uh, more than anything else numbers. you get points and you know to your level of achievement in each sport and you get a tally and, and it's it's not it's not judged it's not a subjective thing it's an absolute you know who's getting it done and who's not Texas has been uh, Hogwarts that's pretty funny I think that makes that that's mm. interesting. Um, that says you must have gotten bucked off of a goat or a sheep when you were a kid. That's where you got that nickname. No. <laughs> no. Goat or no. <sighs> not in Bethlehem. Nothing not... to do with your teeth. No. Your teeth? No, not, that's I don't not have buck teeth. teeth. You no. don't have buck teeth. You have a beautiful Dr. Greg Eckert. Absolutely. Denzel it Washington I, looking. I, I, I think my teeth smiling. look a lot different than when I was a kid. No, I didn't. Mine used to be jacked. I think you're uh, you're you have a better than Denzel smile from Doctor Record. It's looking good. Yeah, I got the color just I got the color just right. There's a couple of them that I kept that were my own down below, and they look like little pieces of corn that got slapped in between. But it really is. I mean, then you you have to get some work done soon, <gasps> don't you? Was, some more work? No, no. Somebody had to. Get no, it. he's getting some stuff. Jamie done. Frazier had to get a crown put in. Oh, this crown! Yeah, I'm doing I've, some more. I've never had a crown before. I, you know, all these different things that I had. I've had extractions when I first started. Coaching and at Boston College, I had to get a tooth back my by my wisdom tooth back there, the one beside it. I had to get it yanked out. It was the most frightening thing, and I've had you know surgeries, bad backs, shoulders, and a guy and a dentist had his knee on my chest and had the pliers in there. And yeah, you, it's not a good feeling. Oh, because you're almost always awake for all you, these, and you hear the sound of your tooth oh. being crushed and cranked out of your gum. I got my jaw cranked back together while I was awake. See, I've never had that broken oh. jaw thing, so oh. thank goodness, man. Like with a somebody will like break plier, my jaw eventually. Big, big old set of pliers. He was cranking it back together. Ugh, terrible. So you've had the whole wire thing. You've had your wi- your mouth wired. I had a new age dentist that. Oh, do he you, wired do you, the bottom and was like, "You promise you're not going to eat? <laughs> you promise? Because if the you worst eat, thing to tell Ty, a kid. oh, to tell Ty, yeah, you promise? I didn't though. It was well, 125 good. pounds. He says, uh, it, "Was it Bucky Beaver? Bucky was the beaver hunter." <laughs> no. Oh, Ooh, hey now. <laughs> uh, Deck Directors Cup is very impressive to win. Absolutely, E. This is my best friend's name is Stephen, and he is a Bucky. He's a Bucky because his dad is Stephen also, so they call him Bucky. Oh, my yeah. dad is an, was an Edward. All right, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. In the hizzy. Was there like somebody you're named after? No. Hi, stop. You can stop now. It's not, you're not getting my, there. My thoughts are so you can running stop. around. <laughs> yes. Okay, you see, uh, we're coming up on our B&E Facts of the Day. Do you see how many uh, Emmy nominations HBO got as a network? Pretty incredible yesterday as far as television production. Also, see what Tom Cruise did. To promote his new Mission Impossible movie, we get you details on that. He was running. He did the marathon. He ran. He oh. ran all over the world. We'll get you details coming back. Be any on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, buck on and buck off on a Thursday. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's Pro Bowl riding team. Their season begins at the end of the month in the uh, Frontier Days up there in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Go get them and buck on to the Austin Gamblers. Ready to get those tickets. 
Also, welcome on to National French Friday. Not Friday, French Friday. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, but uh, National French Friday. So uh, apparently, McDonald's has some free fries today. Those are the best. Think so? Oh yeah. Depending now, on you which are the McDonald's fast food connoisseur. But McDonald's is giving customers free French fries, any size, no purchase necessary. Some of the McDonald's are you're slacking now, my friend. All you have to do is order through the McDonald's app. All right. By the way, if you people out there who pretty broke who text us all the time and say our signal is sketchy or scratchy, and you still haven't downloaded the the Horn app so you can listen clear and free on your phone with the touch of a button, but you have the McDonald's app, <laughs> you're the, come on, man, step it up. How many how many uh, fast food apps do you own on your phone there, Ty? What was it? I think we I, I looked one time on the air. I think it was like eight or nine. I think I've deleted a few since then. Trying well, to, trying to clean up the phone a little if bit. If it means that to you, you're gonna do, you can download it today. Get some free fries at your That's local. That's probably the best. The best app though. The best is it deals. really? It could, yeah. If you're looking for deals, we're you know balling on a budget. Sometimes you gotta really. You can get a on there at all times. If you buy a quarter pounder, you can get a free a quarter pounder for like twenty five cents. Not eating that. So I used to get two of those: a large fry, no. large Powerade. Mm, good stuff. Hey, some don't uh, eat quarter pounders. Don't eat the burgers here anymore. Just the fries? The burgers are fresh what? now. They cook them fresh. The quarter pounders. Says who? Fresh that's out of the mean fresh what? Like from semi truck refrigerator? <laughs> that's that's the that's their their thing now with the quarter pounder. What are they, they Subway eat fresh now? Is that the new campaign? Now Subway, that's going downhill. Uh, I love Subway. I'm just a regular. Give me a classic Italian. I'm good to go. Uh, also, some B and E facts of the day. Did you see that LeBron James uh, won the award last night at the ESPYS for the. Uh, Best record-breaking performance. Of course, he went past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history this wow, past year. He's played that long. He also confirmed that he will be back. He said he seriously contemplated retiring after 20 seasons, but sure says, he says he'll be back for his 21st uh, this year, which will put him in pretty elite company as far as all you know, playing 21. He must be getting close to Vince Carter then. Vince Carter is the all-time leader at 22. 22 seasons. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is in that list of, of players who played 21 seasons. And he played for one team. Kept, yeah, one team, Dirk Nowitzki. One team, 21 years, Dallas Mavericks. And Kobe for 20? Um, no, Kobe like, did not play 20. Really? Mm-mm. What, 19 then? I think 18. I think he retired at 36 really? or 37. Yeah, 19, I believe. But uh, let me see if I can find the list of... Uh... LeBron had to make it about him. Hadn't, hadn't, hadn't been in the news in a while. No, he, he received an award and had a speech sure he in which he announced... Himself. You are such a hater. Uh, but he joined Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Garnett, Robert Parrish, Kevin Willis, and Vince Carter. Kevin Willis. I don't think anybody would have best guessed Kevin Willis. Wow. <laughs> Who is that? He's this big man. with he's got, What era? He's got short arms for a big man, but uh, Kevin Willis played my era. Um, Atlanta? Yeah. Atlanta, Houston. He played on a bunch of teams. Uh, Robert Parrish, of course, the chief. The chief. Back with the Boston Celtics. The big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Vince Carter has the record at 22. But, uh, you know, LeBron James, you could see him playing this year and uh, possibly next to get to 22. I don't know. I think he might wait for his youngest son because that's the one with the the real NBA potential. Kobe played 20. Kobe played 20 yes, years. That's what I said. Uh, also, let's get Buck on. Go ahead and do it to the Bitterman, Mike Gundy, for trying to get my gig as Santa. Yeah, he's got the gray beard going with the dark yeah, hair. Yeah, I mean, he didn't it's put contrast in contrast for Gundy. Why yesterday. did he put that food coloring in that? I mean, he's got food coloring in his hair, right? There's no gray up in there. Yeah, he's got dark, the dark quaff. <laughs> the mullet, he's not mulleted anymore. He's not going to mess. Yeah. I'm very kind of mulleted, but now he's got this gray, because I get that when I 
I got this. You look on Twitch. I've got this little gray thing coming in. I shave it pretty regularly just because it bothers me. But uh, also some from fa- facts of the day and buck ons and buck offs. HBO got seventy four wow. Emmy nominations yesterday for three shows. SB or Emmy? Emmy. Emmy, top television. So the Emmys were yesterday, too. And no, the nominations were announced. Okay. Who, was, who was up for the awards? Uh, HBO got 74 for The Succession, The Last of Us, and The White Lotus. Succession earned 27 wow. Emmy nominations. And I, it was a great final season. What about There's The a, Idol? Uh, the Idol's just that begun. That show has gotten terrible ratings. No, it's just watched, begun, too. Watch one episode. Mm. The White Lotus has 23, which I watched that show, too. That's pretty good. And then The Last of Us, I did not. That's the uh, the Zombie Apocalypse 24 nomination. That's good. I think a lot. I think so, the beginning of that Last of Us was filmed hmm. down there in uh, LaGrange or something like that. Uh, but yeah, 74. Uh, also being nominated yesterday, Best Better Call Saul in its final season. Yellow Jackets is a show I like. House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Not my jam. Cool. Yeah, Jonathan's not going to win because he doesn't win those things. Also, best comedies include Ted Lasso. Uh, Wednesday, Abbott Elementary, Barry the Bear, Jury Duty. Emmy, Emily, Emmys normally air in September, but that's probably not going to happen because of the Writers Guild strike that is ongoing. So, just so you know. Come on, Monty. And you see what? Get uh, them together. Yeah, Monty's on strike too. Did you see what um, Tom Cruise did to premiere his new Mission Impossible movie? On one day, he attended the premieres in Washington D.C., Miami, Atlanta, and Toronto. And ran to all of them. He <laughs> ran to every, <laughs> got to every spot, did he? Yes. It was it was billed as Mission Impossible. There's no way he can get to all four premieres and he did, huh? on time and not sweating. And he did because he's Tom Cruise. Harrison Ford flew the plane for him. No, I wouldn't get on a plane <laughs> flown by Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones. Come on, Indy. If he was in Han's solo character, I would get in. Yeah, there you go. Because that was my man back in the day. We'll be back. We're just uh, getting warmed up one hour in of our four on this Buck Off Thursday. Much more from Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns at Big 12 Media Day. Eric Goodman will be with us next hour to explain what happened to the U.S. men's national team last night and the Austin FC. It's a busy Thursday on Beanie.